Welcome to Two and a Half Sportsmen, a sports comedy podcast hosted by Jordan Pomaville, Joel Anderson, and your sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Let's get it on. The grass is green. The glove is cool. Having a dog at the game. Total of baseball. Major rebrand. Baseball's cool now. Total of baseball. Brought to you by... Mountain Dew, rip your face off! It's so good that you're gonna drink more! Major League Baseball threw a party in an Iowa cornfield and everyone was invited. Hey! hey. Subheadline, but specifically your dad, so make sure you text him yeah. about it. Yeah, wanna have a catch? Sub, subheadline. Actually, it's been a while. Don't just text. Give, Here's, give him a call and sure. maybe play a game of catch. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about Iowa cornfields pretty sure they're not invitation only. <laughs> I've been through Iowa. I think you just go to whichever cornfield you want. Yeah, and I hear there's children in them them corns. <laughs> uh, if OK Boomer was a sporting event, this was <laughs> it. It's a fact. Uh, Major League Baseball played a game on the Field of Dreams field in Dryersville, Iowa. The location uh, where they filmed the movie as the field from the movie and the farmhouse from the movie. And so many souvenir spoons in the gift shop. Oh, yeah. Some of them have a small picture of the farmhouse. Some of them have the field. Some of them have Shoeless Joe. Some of them have the field and the farmhouse. Some have the farm and and the field house and Shoeless Joe. You know, you got to get one of each. And you got to get the hunky Kevin Costner one. Oh. I need that spoon. Yeah, you would. All day. Uh, the game actually couldn't be played on the actual field. It wasn't quite up to regulation. What? And like the, the field that they built for the movie wasn't up to MLB standards for like lighting. Right. I'm and sorry. So wait, if you build it poorly? Well, and here's the thing. You never quite know when ghosts of old ballplayers are going to show up on that field. Yeah, yep. that's right. And I know what you're thinking. Ghosts can't play baseball. Wrong. In Garver v. Airbud, it was established that there was nothing in the rule book that says ghosts can't play. Yeah. Yep. yep. And therefore they must. Uh, so it was just better for MLB to build an MLB standard field about 200 yards from the original field. But this also explains why there were no ghosts during the game. Oh, did they have trouble doing that? Did they have to tear down any structures? Uh, was there was somebody already occupying the land in Iowa? No, it's just corn. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. All right. Well, well lucky. They, huh? they knocked down some more corn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Could the ghost see, though, or was it too far away? Did all the ghosts go to the other field, and they were like, I want to watch. And they were I like, tough, tough rocks. Good luck getting a ticket. I didn't get ghost binoculars. <laughs> Meanwhile, it field over. There's just a whole bunch of football player ghosts. and <laughs> Who knows when they're going to get out? So do we need a recap of Field of Dreams? Do we all know Field of Dreams here? I'm pretty v- c- conversant in Field of Dreams. Yeah. Okay. Actually, real quick. The spoon. Is there a spoon in Field of Dreams? No, or is that I was just saying old people okay, collect. Yeah. Yeah. Old people collect shit that no, they that's don't true. need. I thought that might be it. But if then I was like, Frank Capra made a baseball movie. This would, it would be, be it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the first thing to get out of the way right up front. So MLB does this game in a, in a cornfield in Iowa by the Field of Dreams location. It's White Sox versus the Yankees. First thing to get out of the way up front. It wasn't a corn fence. And, and that was really disappointing. They did put up an actual fence. It was chain link. What? So from a distance, it looked like it was a corn fence. But I think everyone feels like it would have been awesome if it was just corn. Yeah. And yeah. you see a player diving into the corn and catching a ball. And you're like, oh, that was a corn shot until he caught it. 
Yeah. yeah. He jumps up. He holds his hand up. He's like, yeah, I got it. And everyone's like, what? And then there'd and be then assassins the hiding inside him. the yeah. corn. Yeah. But Drag them. Oh. Like in Ghosts of Tsushima, they just go <laughs> and slit their throats. But, you, you, but if the corn did serve as a permeable corn fence, you'd have a bunch of probably inside the park home runs as balls dribbled into the corn and people would have to like find a baseball. Yeah, oh, so darn. That, who would want to watch that? Well, it, practicality, <laughs> I think, dictates it was good they made this decision, but it was just another strike at uh, country folk ball players who would have had an advantage finding uh, a ball in the tricky, hard-to-reach places of corn stalks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't look in the husk. <laughs> How would a ball even get in the husk? Check the tassel. I seen low-flying birds get stuck in tassel. <laughs> I don't know what that voice is, but that's what they yeah. all sound like. I was going like. to say, that was like a New Jersey Boy, corn person. fancy ball players as slow yeah. as my uncle's thresher. <laughs> but, you know, it'd be one of those things, like, it would have been nice, because, like, city ball players, people who grew up in the city, yeah. have the advantage every other game of the season when they're playing in big city ballparks. Right. Yeah. And it's one of those things, like, you know, and so that's when they have the advantage over the country-born players, and it's like, you know, they're the ones going, Reginald! It's those are just fireworks because we hit a home run. It's not rapture, yeah. right? <laughs> That's the Philly fanatic, Reginald. It's not rapture, <laughs> Reginald. I don't know why the Bat Boy would be involved in rapture, but that's a Bat Boy. It's not rapture. <laughs> um, the, they built stands around the field. Wait, wait. Oh, it is rapture. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're finally right. <laughs> Uh, they built stands around the field to seat 8,000 fans, and the secondary market went nanners. I can Ooh. imagine StubHub had a day. Uh, the average ticket uh, average ticket was around $1,400, with the most Whoa. expensive being $4,000 for a regular season baseball game played in a cornfield yeah. yeah, in Iowa. Right. So you can see how this is really important that you remind your dad about this. <laughs> like, right. Okay. So he can know. But... Uh, the prices might seem crazy, but remember, I was never hosted a professional baseball game. Yeah, no, don't think about it. It's this is I'm not wrong here. No, they've got a triple A team, don't oh, they? Oh, sorry, a prof- major league, major league. league. Yeah, okay. okay, get me out of technical. <laughs> of course, and okay, and because of MLB TV's blackout rules, no one in Iowa could stream this. <laughs> they have internet in Iowa now. Yeah. They're, they're, Got to find out when Rapture comes. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it comes in another county, how are you going to know if not for the internet? <laughs> That's true. Uh, MLB has blackout rules that are mostly bullshit and generally set up to protect local, regional uh, sports networks. But generally, you might understand. I'm like, if I live in Seattle and I pay for MLB.tv, the streaming service, not the one through the cable provider, Mariners games are going to be blacked out, right? And that's bullshit because I paid for it. But at least yeah. you kind of you understand why yeah. this exists, right? Okay. If you live in Iowa... There are six teams blacked out. What? The Chicago White Sox, the Chicago Cubs, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Kansas City Royals, the St. Louis Cardinals, and Minnesota Twins. They all claim Iowa as their territory. Wow. So a full 20% of the major leagues is blacked out in Iowa. This is why the prices were so high. <laughs> Makes sense. I get to see the Sox. They're not blacked out. Um, at the beginning of the game, the cornfield fence in center field was moved open. They play the score from Field of Dreams. Kevin Costner walks out of the cornfield. Whoa! And the crowd cheers. What a twist. He's holding the baseball. The crowd cheers. But then, okay. (laughs) 
Oh, by the way, if your dad missed this part, he can find it on YouTube. Phew. If he tuned in a little late. And he walks out and the crowd cheers. And then he holds a baseball and he just sort of wanders around the field looking off in the distance for an uncomfortably long amount of time. Oh, no. And the crowd, lost. the crowd goes silent. Like, they're like, we cheered. You're out. You know, what's right. next? And he's just like, it was like, oh, no, get him back to the group home. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, this isn't good. You got to do your T's and B's, man. You got to know when to exit stage right. Uh, so Barry was right. This is not a responsible thing to do. <laughs> so so he's, he's like wandering the field aimlessly. And after what feels like an eternity, a magical field of dreams eternity, the New York Yankees and Chicago White Sox also emerge from the cornfield in their 1919-era uniforms. <gasps> wow. Now, the I'm mo- sorry. Um, did you say they're 1919-era uniforms? Correct. And what are the two teams playing in this game? The White Sox and the Yankees. Right. So the White Sox were wearing their 1919 uniforms? I would uniforms? think they would be the Black Sox, right? Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what the scandal was called. They were the White Sox. The team is still called the White Sox. Right, but still, you'd think they'd protest the year. <laughs> well, it was, Can it we was, wear 1918? The Yankees should like 1918. Well, the Yankees wore 1919, which was kind of funny because it's basically their same exact uniform. If they'd have gone back like two years to 1917, it would have been something different. Yeah. Or the Sox one's actually a cool uniform, but it's the same ones they wore in the movie. Because Shoeless Joe, right. the Black Sox, oh, yeah. he's wearing the 1919 one because that's his last year he played professional baseball. Or oh. MLB baseball. He played a little in independent leagues afterwards. Sure. As we find right. out, I was totally going to call you out on that. As we that. found out in the movie Field of Dreams. Um, <laughs> anyway, now the movie, not a documentary, Field of Dreams. Oh. So when players appeared from the corner, Whoa. they used a special effect, right? Mm-hmm. However, in real life... There was a natural kind of special effect where when players walked out of the like the dark cornfield, it looked like they were emerging. Whoa. It looks really it was like a natural spe- it was really fucking cool. And uh, to demonstrate the point further, in the top of the fourth, they had a guy with a chainsaw coming running out in the field. There we go. Yeah. It was to m- promote the new Blumhouse miniseries coming this fall to shutter. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying we should play October baseball in Iowa, but there was a corn maze right next to the field, and this seems like a great place for a haunted hayride. There we go. That sounds fun. The game was called by Joe Buck and John Smoltz, who were dressed in old-timey clothes. Ooh, Jeopardy's Joe Buck? Yeah, that's right. Not quite a old-timey reporter because they didn't have the hats with the press pass or a cheap bottle of gin in their breast pocket. Right. But other than that, it was very era-appropriate. Uh, they had a hand-operated scoreboard. In, like, nice. right center field. And, again, people operating it were wearing era-appropriate clothes. Right. This could win an Emmy that, for best costumes. There we go. Boy, that sounds like it'd be really hot. Oh, yeah. No, it was very <laughs> humid. The ball was traveling very far. Everyone outside looked very uncomfortable. Uh, and even the graphic in the corner on the screen that showed the score, same cut type of graphic they used in 1920. Oh, oh wow. there we go. Yeah. They had to take out the really old CGI machines yeah. that you hand crank. Yeah. Have you seen those 1920 Chirons? They're right. Uh, you know, obviously I'm joking, but it was meant to look like a mini hand operated scoreboard. So there was an animation for every uh, out and strike of a panel being removed and one being put up. It was unnecessary and annoying. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> Too much. Zero stars. Yeah. Uh, the this was a gimmick. Obviously, it was a gimmicky gimmick. Whoa! Yeah. Let's not let's not call it. But it totally paid off. Okay. All right. The game itself was really good. It was a nine eight uh, White Sox victory. 
ended with a home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. Phil, do you know what that's normally called? A dinger. Right, no, but when you win in the bottom of the ninth yeah, with a uh, home run. A Hail Mary. It's uh, called a uh, walk-off home run. A walk-off home run. It was actually coined by Dennis Eckersley, the pitcher, and it was about not the uh, batter walking off, but the pl- uh, the other team walking off sadly. I see, a walk-off home run. Right, walk-off home run disappearing into the corn. Wow. Really, there were like five corn home runs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I got a notification from my MLB app shortly after the game-winning home run. They dubbed it a stock off. Whoa, a stock off! And then did sounds, the losing team have to walk into the corn where they were never like, seen again? Yeah, they go down like, to the river sticks. There we go. Sounds like they had a lot of ding ears. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, all okay. right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, it w- this was the highest rated regular season baseball game in 16 years. Wow. Like eight Whoa. people saw it. Whoa. Phil, right. <laughs> uh, the last regular season game uh, that rated uh, higher was a late season context uh, contest between the Yankees and the Red Sox in 2005. I'm not sure, but I probably watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like something. Uh, in news of baseball's demise being greatly exaggerated, the game, this game did better in the ratings than all but one NBA game last season and all but two NBA playoff games. Wow. wow. Again, NBA does well in the demo. In total ratings, baseball is on par with the NBA. Yeah. yeah. If not often better, sometimes a little worse, but basically on par with it. It's national games don't do as well as the NBA's national games, but postseason, more or less the same. It's the same way that like Real Housewives shows all do really well, but you can't find somebody who watches it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those like people are impossible. Right, to totally. Find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay. Uh, in another example, though, of uh, uh, okay, baseball because it once was number one. It once was our uh, national pastime. It's mm-hmm. frequently compared to football, which is our new god. And it's entirely unfair to compare a sport that plays one game a week for a few weeks. To a sport that plays every damn day for six months. Right? But for reference sake, an NFL week one preseason game filled with backups got 1.5 more million people watching it. Oh, wow. Jesus. Just a week early. This was not counter program. This was like a few days earlier. That's 1.5 million people or roughly 3 million eyeballs. That's the math <laughs> checks out. Wait, wait. Well, yeah, sorry. Okay. I mean, I said roughly. Yeah, you said roughly. I was I was about to in, hop in there. An average of three million eyeballs. Right. That was extremely offensive to Cyclops' Jordan. <laughs> uh, in other news of how successful this game was, it was announced shortly thereafter that Dryersville, Iowa, is getting its own Major League expansion team. Oh. No, okay, so that's, that's a joke. They're not getting an expansion team. Oh, wow, you had me. No, <laughs> but the Oakland A's are going to move there. Yeah. Makes sense. The stadium's already built. <laughs> and the ratings. <laughs> uh, we're also getting a sequel. It's been already announced. Next year is going to be Cubs Reds. Ooh. Which, again, blacked out in the state of Iowa. <laughs> sure. Maybe next year you'll get like a Rockies, Dodgers sort of thing. But Don't worry. You can watch any game you want except the ones that you want. <laughs> right. And somewhere in Los Angeles, a Universal Studios executive watched it. Called their dad. Talked about it. And when they t- they were talking about it, he accidentally called it Field of Dads. <gasps> oh, no. And they laughed about it. It's oh, kind of funny. No, it's fine. They laughed and laughed. They talked about playing baseball. And after he hung up, he finished his scotch and immediately ordered a Field of Dreams TV series from Michael Schur. Right? Mm. And that's that a true story. So that is a true story. Yeah. That is actually true. That's actually happening. Now, you it- can't just let a thing be a nice thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. He ordered it for Peacock. 
Yeah. So the execs thought, fuck it. If right, this, exactly. If, if this fails, this this streaming is not going to yeah. be an embarrassing failure. You think failure. Peacock's going to be around in two years? <laughs> Come on. No, Hulu's going to buy it. Right. So would there be any other baseball movies that you could see being moved uh, to a game? Like, can you imagine, like, a Sandlot game where they play on kind of like a beat-up field where there's, like, you know, a menacing dog behind the fence or any other? Gladiator. Not a baseball movie. And yet, uh, Children of the Corn. <laughs> I think I like Joel's idea better. Fair. Let's make Jurassic it. Park! <laughs> That's our show. Email us at two and a half sportsmen at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at SportsmanPod, or check out all of our episodes on any of those major podcast platforms. 